Hi, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of A Space for Growth. Welcome back. I hope everybody had a wonderful week. Um, So on this episode, we're going to be talking about our experiences in therapy, why we chose to go to therapy, if we're still in therapy, if it works, uh, and what we've learned about ourselves through conversations with our therapist. And as you all know that we've said before, our friends are not our therapists. So we're talking about (laughs) legitimate therapist people who went to school for this um but first how was your week my week was pretty good um yeah it wasn't bad my sister actually was sick last week so this week we finally like her and I spend so much time together so we finally were able to do stuff together and we were putting together some really cool stuff for one of our friends and like makeup related so it was actually like a very busy week but it was good work I'm just like I think we say this every week but it's going so crazy right now (laughs) like I literally I'm drowning like I can't keep up and then the minute that I get everything off the list finally like they add something else on they're like oh you're gonna be able to do this right I'm like "Uh (laughs) uh-huh so yeah I'm drowning a little bit in that avenue but can't complain what about you Zoe I totally agree. Work has gotten crazy. I would say like Thursday and Friday of this week is when everything really ramped up. And I was looking at my to-do list. Like there's a lot to do left that I have not (laughs) done yet. Um, So yeah, that's, it's crazy. But I now like I'm no longer in a rush to complete things because I know as soon as I do, I'm going to have something else that falls on the plate, which is stressful. But um. I don't know if everybody knows this, but I'm training for a half marathon. And so on Monday night, I ran 10 miles for the first time. And it felt great. Not the next day, but like (laughs) I felt great when I first finished the run. Like, wow, I did it. So I am, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm moving forward in the training. Yeah, that's wild. Good for you, honestly. Like I could not imagine. Girl, me either sometimes. (laughs) okay everyone so we're super excited about this episode talking about therapy and we just want to remind everyone that we're going to be talking from our own experiences so if you all had a different experience in therapy um you know take that into account this is just what we've experienced and there's also a lot of different types of therapy like you can go to art therapy you can go to cognitive therapy you can go to you know, all different types of therapists, but we're going to be talking about like talk therapy um, because those are like the types of experiences that we've had. But if you all have tried different forms, please feel please feel free to share them um, on our Instagram because we'd love to know more about what other people's experiences were. Yeah, definitely share them. I think that would be really cool to start a conversation. I feel like therapy is not always talked about especially with people our age or people who aren't like in the public eye or you know it's like just to be able to talk kind of like to your friend about their experience would be really cool so definitely share them um and yeah we're excited to get into it so p are you in therapy have you ever been to therapy what has been your experience yeah so right before my what was it senior year of college it was right after like the summer of 2021 when we all were like what the heck is going on we'd been home for an extra period of time just due to covid 
ending my junior, like second semester junior year. So I knew that like I was already having just some things that were coming up that I wanted to uh, be able to address and figure out. And luckily through school and through like the athletic um, kind of grouping at Michigan, I was able to have a therapist and they actually were really cool about it. They had reached out to everyone just considering the circumstances of all of our seasons had been canceled the year prior. And like, there were so many things that everyone obviously was going through. So they reached out to us and just said, if you're interested, like, let me know. So I was like, okay, I don't really know like if this is for me, but I had talked to my friends about it. And like, I always was like an advocate for it. Like I always said, like, you should totally do it if it feels right. And at that point I was like, senior year is going to be a year of more isolation than I would have ever imagined. So I was like, I need to do this for myself more so as like a, you know, do it now before you get so far into the semester that you kind of feel lost and you just don't really know where to go. So I did go to therapy all throughout senior year of college. Um, So what is that September to like April? And, you know, it was definitely an experience. We can get into that. But I did, I actually did cognitive behavioral therapy. So they call it CBT. And I did that. It was kind of a mixture of like your classic talk therapy. Um, And it was with someone, a part of the athletic department. So um a therapist within their department. So it kind of was different than most other on campus therapy options. So I was meeting with her like every week, like it was very personalized and like intimate in that sense. Whereas I find some other like on campus offerings just unfortunately aren't like that. And then for like a month, I did sleep therapy for because I have insomnia and like that was a whole different experience too. But yeah, so I'm currently though, ever since I left college, I have not been back. Um, so yeah, I mean, we can get into that as well. But yeah, I haven't been back since then. It's it's kind of been interesting just leaving school and not being able to continue the work with someone because you're leaving your state. So that was something I didn't really expect. And so that transition too was actually like way different than I was expecting to have just the connection that you build with that person. And um, especially if you're someone who doesn't really open up to many people, I think that there's something to say for like the way that you build that bond with someone and feel so open after a point in time. And then like sooner or later, that relationship will stop. So that was, it's kind of been interesting to see that play out. But what about you? Wait, I have so many questions now. okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because we've talked about this, but we haven't talked about, like, the types of therapies. And, like, I didn't even know you did sleep therapy. Yeah. What's the difference between cognitive behavioral therapy and just talk? You said it was a mix of talk and something. So my understanding, again, like, I've only had this one experience, but it was very much focused on, like, we had different worksheets that she would bring in and we had ways that we would approach each session. So like, I wasn't just sitting there usually just telling her how my week went. Like it was more so I would come prepared with something. So like throughout the week, yeah. Like if I had something going on throughout that week where I was feeling like triggered or whatever, like I would then go to this worksheet that she would provide and you would pretty much go through it and kind of map it all out depending on what it was that you needed more help with. So sometimes like something that I still preach to this day, but definitely struggled with at a point was like 
trying to separate my facts from my feelings or like the facts from my emotions that I was feeling. And so she would have different worksheets and kind of like ways to practice that. Um, And so kind of steer your mind in differentiating between like, what are your thoughts and what actually happened and how can we understand the reality of it? So it was so helpful. And that was only one example of it, but we did that. And I found to me, like my understanding of talk therapy is more so just like sharing your story, sharing your experience, but that didn't really work for me. Cause I think at a point in time, like I was so frustrated with everything around me that like it would be about me and more about the people that I felt like were impacting me or like the situations that I felt like were impacting me. So it was like, I was definitely speaking to things that were so far out of my control that like, I wasn't getting anywhere. Instead, like I looked into myself and was like, no, like, how do you feel? Not so much like, what did she do that made you pissed off? No, like we can't control her. How did you feel? Mm -hmm. And then now like, how can we move forward? Yeah. I was getting so lost in like she did you can't handle I yeah like the whole way through I was talking to her like she was my best friend like she did this like what the heck like and she's like okay girl we can't fix that yeah like give me advice on like how like she did x y and z I can't believe she did that so focus on the other person instead of being focused on why you feel that way or why you reacted that way and I never could make that connection she'd be like okay, so how does it make you feel? I'm like, well, she, no, how does it make you feel? I'm like, oh, yeah. dang, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. really cool that you, like, had to come prepared with stuff. Um, yeah. I feel like a lot of people don't, when they think about therapy, because I know, like, Twitter loves to pretend, like, my therapist said, and it's some cheesy quote or whatever. Mm-hmm. Therapy isn't about just, like, sitting and talking and talking. It's, like, action plans. Like, yeah. what can you do? for the next X, Y, and Z amount of time in order to change a certain behavior. Yeah. No, I think of it that like therapy to me was like growing this toolbox. Like that's kind of how we spoke to it. And I think when I first went in, I'm such a fixer. I, for the longest, like never had a thing bother me. And then when I got to college, like everything started bothering me. And then it was like, I was so annoyed because all I wanted to do was fix it. I was like, can't how like, what's the magic thing? Like, help me. So when I first went into therapy, like, I definitely thought of the whole, and this is the biggest misconception where, like, you're going to go into therapy and be completely fixed in a week, and they're going to give you, like, the magic touch. That's so not the case. And so instead, it was kind of like, okay, when you're in these situations, which you may have for the rest of your life, or they may just be for that specific, like, moment of, like, tension in your life, what can you do and how can you start to build your toolbox of ways to like mitigate it? And I think that was something that was pretty much like my entire experience was whether we're going through or if we're just talking it out or if we're doing some sort of like practice action planning, like the goal is is one day, like you're not going to need that person. And so what can you do now to kind of build your sense of like awareness an understanding of your own self so that you can approach things better in the future and like take more control over how you feel. So it's, 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 I mean, some people might just be sitting there chatting it up. They might, but I think for what I was experiencing, like it was more of a, no, this is, this is like a course, like let's get through the course. (laughs) Like you need to take something away from it. That's going to hopefully like 
change big elements of your life. Yeah. That's really cool. And what was sleep therapy like? Oh, God. I think sleep therapy introduced me to the fact that, like, you're just not going to like all of your therapists. Mm -hmm. I had a different – yeah. Like, I got lucky because when I first got into therapy, they were like, you can – you know, have this session here. Don't feel tied to me. Like you may hate me and then go and find someone else and see what you like. If I was paying for it, I would have done like three different sessions. Usually your first one, like, I don't know if it's free, but like, usually you have more leeway with the first one. Like I would have done multiple sessions to figure out who's the therapist that I vibe with most. For therapy? This is for any therapy. Okay. Like if I were the being the one who's like, I am paying for a therapist, like I would recommend like, don't just see one, especially if it's your first time, like go and be open to seeing who you vibe with more than others. And because I just honestly loved the person that I had the first round. She was like, just such like a gentle soul. And I think I needed that at the time. And my sleep therapist, oh my God, he was like a bull in a China shop. Like it was one of those things where it was like, we are, we're serious here. It was too much. And I would say like, if you've ever had like insomnia, like pretty much any sort of like issue with your sleep schedule, like Sometimes, like, that's really hard to manage, especially if sometimes it can be rooted in stress or, like, it can be rooted in other things that I think are the first thing you have to figure out and then you get there. But I guess, honestly, like, I just was not familiar with him. So, if gosh, that was, like, I I stopped it. Like, I literally stopped showing up (laughs) because, like, I hated it. Yeah. The whole process of sleep therapy that I experienced was some elements were helpful. Some elements were talking about, like, when you're having struggles with sleep, you can do blank, blank, and blank, which were honestly cool. But I also had it where he would put together this like sleep schedule. So it was like every single day you need to wake up at 7 a.m. and every single night you need to go to bed at a certain hour so that you can get all of your sleep. And like for some, that sounds so normal. For me, that was like actually incredibly painful because it was also during like remote learning. So I totally got into a cycle of waking up like, at like nine or 10 because I didn't have classes to later I was a senior like I wasn't going to schedule an 8 a.m so it was just kind of like hard to it was really hard for me again I just don't sleep I don't enjoy that like I'm I that's not my my strong suit so I think it was it was really different but I recommend sleep therapy if you have issues with sleeping but I also really realize like okay every therapist out there is not gonna be for you so that was a shocker to say the very least (laughs) yeah no that's definitely true every therapist is not for you oh yeah I mean just in the way of like I would say I'm kind of a matter of fact person like I'm usually like you know I'm not really backing down in that way but this person like what I realized is that there are therapists out there who will talk more about themselves during a session than they even let you speak. Like that was bizarre. Like he was mentioning everything under the sun, like about his family and like his kid was sometimes like on a call or like, I mean, it was stuff where it was like, what? Like I, I thought with therapy that usually they would be kind of like putting their own life to the side. Like it was not so much because sometimes too, like when you're someone who's speaking to a person, it's actually weird when you know too much about them. Like the whole thing is like, you don't look up your therapist. Like you don't want to be doing all of that because when you go into a session or whatnot, like if you know the backstory of their life, every, like 
that could potentially put up boundaries for you in terms of like what you speak about and what you don't. And this person also, like I had other friends who he had been in therapy sessions with and like they would talk about how sometimes he would speak about religion and like talk about, you know, if you find God, like you'll be a better, like happier person, you know? And I'm like, Hey, like I, I am like a believer and a follower, but I think it just shows sometimes like when you put too much of your own self in that person's experience, like that can cause issues. So it was eye opening. It was eye opening for sure. But what about you, though? I mean, we've gone into all my little... (laughs) (laughs) All your businesses out there. Episode over. I hope you all enjoy (laughs) this episode. Um, No, just kidding. So I have been, now that I'm thinking about it, in and out of therapy for a while. The times that I'm not in therapy are pretty significant, like years at a time. But I, the first time I went to therapy, I was in end of middle school or maybe beginning of high school for like issues with disordered eating. And I remember her, like the first session, I was very much not open to talking. I was like, she was a stranger. She was like an older white woman. um, And she had me like play a game or whatever to like get comfortable just even being in this space. And then I think it maybe I went to like two or three more sessions with her and by the end she basically declared me as like um fine and like what happened was just like a blip and it was just like a little one-time thing and it was never gonna happen again and I remember getting that like prognosis or a diagnosis whatever the word is Mm -hmm. and just being like that's not at all right (laughs) like definitely was still like I basically had to work through those issues on my own after Mm -hmm. that because Like, I was definitely still struggling after that. And I think when you struggle with disordered eating, it's always something that you're going to struggle with. Like, I always say that, like, in my mind, I feel like I'm constantly in recovery because it's not very difficult for me to slip back into those old habits because, like, it's just, like, that's kind of the way my brain is wired. Like, I lean towards those bad habits. So, yeah, she wasn't great. I just feel like she didn't really take the time to, like, connect with me and I think because she was older and like I was a kid she was probably just like oh it's like it's just a phase that mm-hmm. everybody goes through but it wasn't really that mm. um and then the next time I went to therapy so we both went to the University of Michigan and so they have this resource called CAPS on campus mm. which is the center for what is that CAPS <laughs> I don't know CAPS <laughs> Counseling and prevention services. That's what it is. Right. Counseling and prevention services. So it's like free therapy on campus. And so I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to take advantage of it because I remember feeling really anxious in my first semester. And then I was also kind of struggling with some disordered eating things too because like when you're eating out of the dining hall and I was a dancer, like I danced very seriously all throughout high school when I wasn't doing that anymore and I'm eating out of the dining hall, Mm -hmm. like – I just was having some issues. Yeah. So she, I didn't love the experience just because it's like 60,000 people go to University of Michigan. Mm -hmm. So like these counselors are stretched so thin. Like I think I was only able to get an appointment like maybe once every other week or maybe like once a month or something like that. And like she would come in with like a clipboard and I would Mm -hmm. almost have to like reintroduce myself to her. I think I went twice and she just like, really didn't know anything about me and 
it just didn't really feel like a comfortable setting to be in, like feeling so vulnerable about everything. So I stopped. And then I went to therapy again, like the end of my junior year, actually with like a family member. And that therapist I really liked. And then that ended because of COVID. And then I started therapy again with the same woman in September. And I've been going ever since. So it's been like a year and some change that I've now been in therapy. Yeah. And I really like therapist. She is white. And I know a lot of people of color prefer to have people of color as their therapist, you know. Black women prefer to have black women. People who are queer prefer to have queer therapists. Um, But what I like about her is if you go on psychology today and you search for therapists in your area, you can actually see what they specialize in. So she specializes in a lot of the things that like I'm working through and therapy, like anxiety, relationships with family members and friends and romantic partners Um, transitions and change like all of her specializations are listed out Mm -hmm. so if you're looking for a therapist I recommend using psychology today to find a therapist in your area because you can see what they specialize in like it wouldn't make sense for me to have somebody that specializes in like um, military PTSD because like I don't Mm -hmm. struggle with that but for somebody else they may want somebody who has a lot of expertise in that area um, and she has worked with like black women before and black men. So um, it wasn't like I was her first black client, mm-hmm. but I know a lot of people also use um, therapy for black girls, which has like a website and an Instagram where you can find therapists that way too. But I mostly do like talk therapy. She's mm-hmm. given me some resources to help with like my anxiety and processing things, which for me looks like journaling I do a lot of like walks and exercise um, and she's also given me some books to read, uh, Mm -hmm. which I find to be really helpful. One of them she gave me was like the highly sensitive person, Hmm. which also was really helpful because I I am very sensitive, not just emotionally, but like I'm sensitive to sound. I'm sensitive to energy. Like I'm, I'm just, my nervous system is very sensitive. Yeah. So it doesn't take a lot for like my, um, nervous system to get activated for my heart to start racing so it's nice to like read about the psychology behind that and like to know that like I'm not a freak you know (laughs) so um but yeah I it took me probably six months to even really tap into like some of the areas that I was struggling with or to notice themes because I feel like and like correct me if you've had a different experience it takes a while to get comfortable with your therapist like I feel like the first couple of sessions are almost kind of like bullshit because you don't know how much you want to share yet yeah no totally and I think too half of it is like if you're someone who like me like I didn't like to talk about things that I felt that I felt like were like pain not like pains in my life but just like areas that I wasn't feeling great about because I always was like okay these aren't that like sufficient like they don't really mean that much. Like it could be worse for someone else. Like that was yeah, not that's hard to work through. I always was someone who's like, oh my god, like it could be so much worse for somebody else. Like you, it, you don't really have it that bad. So it was always like I felt like it was always very superficial if I were speaking about certain things that did make me feel some type of way. So it took me a while to kind of break through that. I feel like you don't. I feel like you can't really say that like 
you and your therapist really got it until like you find yourself in a session and you're sitting there crying and you're like, what just happened to me? <laughs> Literally. Okay. Yeah. And that's why sometimes you feel worse when you leave therapy. Yeah. So now we get to the me, title. Now bringing it all back. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't just clickbait. So for <laughs> me, when I started therapy in September, it was not only like the pandemic. That's, I think, going back to school for our senior years when we realized like this is going to rage on and like we don't know when the end date was you know what I mean because like classes were virtual in September I don't think we had a vaccine out yet no it all was just bleak you know what I mean and like at any moment cases could start jumping and then in the previous summer um or in the previous winter for me I had like a very traumatic experience in like my dating life so that was just like something that I hadn't dealt with and then I remember I had like a panic attack over the summer yeah and I had texted the woman that I had therapy with before the pandemic hit because I remember when the sessions ended because of COVID she had like sent a text like if you ever want to sign up for therapy just you in the future like you can feel free to reach out when my books reopen mm-hmm. I had like a panic attack and I texted her in the middle of the night like can I start therapy again and yeah she responded in the morning like yeah, like let's let's do something this week. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. You texted me in the middle of the night, like, dude. Maybe let's literally, put something on the books. That's the other thing. Like I used to do that too. I would do those middle of the night texts. <laughs> like the next day, like okay, like okay, we're okay. <laughs> yeah, like we're. Did we did we make it through the night? Are we good? Literally. Are we good? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. Yeah, so she got one of those middle of the night texts, and I've. I've been in therapy ever since, but <laughs> I think there was a lot of stuff that I just hadn't processed. And I think for black women, we're very much taught that like, you need to be strong. You need to push through everything. Mm-hmm. Like you just need to, you know, always be twice as good as everybody else in the room. So yeah. you don't really deal with a lot of like your emotional issues. So I very much remember having a random session where like, I came in. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. And then all of a sudden, she asked me some question about something, and I just started bawling. (laughs) And over the next couple of sessions, it was just like unpacking that one thing over and over and over again. And it was something that I hadn't really spent a lot of time dealing with myself. So it felt like I was just constantly opening a wound. Mm-hmm. And you feel you leave these sessions after doing all of this emotional dumping. And then you're kind of like, well, now what? Like now I just yeah. have to wait until next week to like mm-hmm. continue to unpack or like try to do it myself. And it can just be really heavy. So I think mm-hmm. there is a period in time when you're going to therapy and maybe if you are in therapy, you've hit this where you just feel like down for a minute because you're you're starting to deal with heavy stuff but it definitely does get better once you like when you see the lesson in it or how you can grow from it that's what I think you start to turn around and then you're like oh like I can deal with this yeah no I would agree and I think for me like there were many moments where I was like why do I feel worse after therapy and I think throughout my senior year there were so many things that were coming up And at the beginning of it, slash, like, the middle of it, 
there are people in my life who just were causing me like so much stress. And it was just like, I cannot with these people. Yeah. So I would speak about it and I would talk about it. And I'll, again, like that was when I was focusing so much of my attention on like, what is this person doing that's causing me to feel this way? And so half of it was like, I had to kind of get past that to better understand like, what is the real issue that you're having? Like, what is it that I'm internally going through that's making that situation be so like heightened? And so that took a really long time to uncover that first piece. And then it was also like, because the training that I was doing was so focused on like, how do you feel and how can sometimes just because your opinion or your thought, like I'm a very opinionated person, like your opinions on someone or the honest situation or the way that you're interpreting it, not necessarily based on facts, how can that sometimes cause like unnecessary stress? Like it was really big about like, what are the ways that you're thinking and talking to yourself? Like, what is that internal speech looking like? Because if it's not helpful, like you should start questioning it. But like at that time, I was like, no, like I'm for real. Like I do not like this person. Like, it's not me. <laughs> like, I was like, it's not me. I was like, yeah, sometimes I think when someone is trying to not, it's not like my therapist was like saying like, you're wrong. It was just like, let's re let's, let's have a new perspective. Like take a uh, step back. Yes. Let's look at it a different way. Bro. And I'm like, no, I'm living it. I, <laughs> trust me. Like I was there. <laughs> I was there. Like, I was oh, your there. therapist had to break you like, down. Oh, I already know how it was. For sure. And so there were moments that I like when I, my little crocodile tears would come out, like it was when I just felt like I was so frustrated. Cause I was like, are you understanding what I'm saying? Like, do you understand? Like, what this person or what this situation has done, like how I'm so just like, can't wrap my head around it. And so it was this whole process there where I felt like, you know, that, that kind of breaking you down and like repositioning your whole world, like feels you're definitely going to be kind of like defensive against it. And you're going to probably be pushing against it more than you are accepting it. Yeah. And so that I think was, that was, unexpectedly difficult and then it got to the point of you know like you said you know each session sometimes I would go in and feel just fine and then I would leave and be like dang like we just reopened something that I don't even know if it was necessary and quite honestly too like I would have sessions where sometimes I would go in and I was meeting her every week I would be like oh I'm chilling like I don't have anything this week like nothing nothing huge came up and then in doing that, sometimes I think I would stress myself out and be like, oh, shoot, like, do I not have anything to say? Like, I have to find something to say. So it would almost like force me to like resurface things that I felt like, oh, maybe I should still be unpacking this, but like, it's not present. Like, it was kind of a strange, I mean, it's hard to even explain. I think there was just moments where there was this, like, when you're in therapy, I feel like sometimes it can feel like there's a lot of pressure to constantly be unpacking something yeah. and to constantly like be making these huge advancements and changes. And it's just like, no, like I can't keep it up all the time. So that was yeah. also weird. And then like having me go through also ending my sessions, like girl, that is really bizarre because I think like when I first started that whole process, I would say I was worried that like for one, I had never found someone who I could speak to in that way. Just so like, you know, unapologetic, 
very much saying my truth. I had never felt like that before. So that was just weird to be like, okay, I guess we're just no longer going to talk. I mean, typically like your therapist isn't your friend. Well, yeah, that's, that's for sure. They don't, they don't stay in your life in that same way. Like there's the relationship, what it was is over once you end therapy, I would say. And obviously if you needed that person, like they're going to be there, but yeah, it's, it's the relationship is, it definitely has to stay within boundaries. And so what I found was that like, there's a stress that happens when you start to leave. Also, like I literally ended my session the day after like a little bit of my world kind of imploded. And so it was like, okay, like this is an interesting timeline. Yeah. For me to stop therapy. Yeah. (laughs) But I think, you know, even with that at that moment at the time I was like oh shoot like I don't think I can trust just myself in these situations like I'm stressed like I need her to help me but in reality I have found that like you can get pretty connected to your therapist and I feel like I kind of got too connected to having one for a little bit there but the big takeaway was like even through all of it after the fact I was really able to like practice what I was learning like fully I was implementing it fully and not even in some like corny way like oh let me put up my scrapbook and like no like it was like no truly how I was thinking about things and just the way that I was more mindful of like your your head and your mind can go into so many different places and it, it doesn't even have to be some serious stuff it's just kind of like the way that you speak to yourself every single day if you're someone who says, you know, a few negative things here and there, or if you're always kind of looking at something with a, you know, a suspicious or a negative lens, whatever it is for you, like, you have to be mindful of how that can just not be helpful, like, literally. So it's just challenging your thoughts, challenging your mind. Like, I would say that was my biggest takeaway through all of it, the good, the bad, the ugly, like, I could finally have some control like I've always craved control and I felt like I finally had elements of control in terms of like how I was going to respond and feel in different circumstances yeah that's huge I think for me my biggest takeaway was definitely like the self-talk piece Mm -hmm. um because I learned through therapy that I'm a very black and white thinker like Mm -hmm. there is no gray for me there is no in between when I have my mind made up about something like that's what it is yeah And I think through therapy, I realized like there's a lot of gray. Like sometimes the way that I'm looking at things with just like the extreme version is not really what it is. And I have to make allowances for that. And like, I have to lessen control. Like I think Mm -hmm. you were like, I need to be able to find more control. I had to learn how to like ease up on controlling things because like if I'm so focused on like having a tight grip around things, like. I'm always going to be on edge. My nervous system is going to be flaring and I'm never going to be happy. Mm -hmm. So that's like been my big takeaway and something that I'm definitely still working through um, in therapy. But yeah, I think also the pressure of like always feeling like you need to have something to say, like, you know, you're taking an hour out of your week, your busy week, you know, if you're paying for therapy, I know therapists in New York are super expensive. So like, my therapist is still in Michigan. She's covered by my insurance and we're virtual. Mm-hmm. But if I was doing therapy out here, I would be paying like 200 bucks a session. Yeah. Yeah. So like I'm coming to that therapy session. We're going to talk about something. Deep. Right. I'm right. not going to waste that money. Right. But um, yeah, I think sometimes too, it's like you have to know when 
you need a tune up. Like that's what I like to think of therapy as is like, I'm dressed, I'm dressed as I like go to the gym. I go for runs. Mm -hmm. I take care of my physical health. I have to take care of my mental health too. So like, I feel like it's just like a mental health workout, but sometimes like you just need a break from therapy. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying like, I've been in therapy for a year, for two years. And I feel like I have some tools. I want to try things on my own. And then in a few years, if you're like, now I have different things that I want to work through, you can go back. And I think that's all a part of the journey of just like learning to be a better person or be the person that you envision you wanting to be. It's just Mm -hmm. knowing when you need it and knowing when you need to take a break. No, totally. And I even think kind of to piggyback off of that, like, I feel like there's an element too in the whole journey of therapy. Personally, it started out for me where it was like, I'm focusing on all of these external stressors. And I just want to be able to figure out like, what the heck is going on? Why do I feel this way? So it was kind of like, let me mend some of these things in my life that I had yet to address. And then the second phase was so much more about like, who am I as a person? And like, what are the impacts that I'm creating on the people around me? Like, how can I focus more inwards as opposed to seeing, well, this person did this at one point in time in my life and I never got over it. Like after I went through that whole phase, the second phase for me was kind of like in the same way you mentioned like your physical workout, it's like you kind of have different progressions that you go through. And for me, the second progression was like, let me look inwards and figure out like, how can I show up my best? And like, how can I be a better person? And what are my flaws? I think people do not think about like, what is it that you are doing to harm others? You might not even know. And it's not to say that you're some bad person, but like, what are ways that you could be better? And it's like, once you stop getting so defensive about, well, this person did this to me, and we had this falling out. It's like, no, there's clearly something here where maybe there's like, a lack of communication that's happening or there's some, there's a root to it. And once you kind of see that, you can see like both people are contributing to it. So like, how can you now take control over your own self and be like, okay, how can I show up better? And how can this person show up better? I feel like there was, there's just a lot that you can learn through it. Honestly, you know, people usually just kind of go about their day and go about their life and like, don't really fully think about the way that they've impacted others. And that was something that like, really was that second phase for me is I'm like, let me think about how can I show up better? Because I, I'm telling you, if you're probably going to be going to therapy if someone else isn't. So like, what ends up happening is like, people are out here acting crazy. And it's just like, you can't, don't let yourself go like that. You know, be mindful of how you show up because you are a hundred percent impacting somebody else. And it's unfortunate because I think that like Zoe and I, like whenever we talk, it's like, you know, we're talking about things that happened to us in the past at the hands of someone else or, you know, whatever it was. And it's kind of like, you know, people sometimes are moving and grooving in ways, causing issues in other people's lives. And you don't want to be that person yourself. So I think it's just the main thing is like making sure that you are accountable for your actions and that, yeah, go, go to therapy, see what it's about. Like there's so many little wounds that you could patch up and also like showing up as a the best version of yourself too. Agreed. A hundred percent. Um, I think the only little final piece I would say for anybody who's like apprehensive about going to therapy, I think you hear a lot like 
go to therapy when you're ready. But I don't know if there's ever, like, you wake up one day and you're like, I'm ready to go to therapy. Yeah. I feel like if you're interested about therapy and it scares you, um, then I would go. Like, if you are, like, I'm curious about it and it kind of freaks me out to, like, go. Only go, I think, if you're ready to be honest. Like, don't go to therapy and lie about – because I, I hear people, like, lying to their therapist. <laughs> you get nothing out of that. Go yeah. when you're ready to be honest. Yeah. But if you feel scared and you're not sure if you're 100% ready, like, you probably are. You're thinking about it, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. No, therapy's great. And I hope that this episode kind of starts a conversation between all of us because – I think that, you know, yeah, it's really not talked about that much. I did not talk about it at all prior to college and it didn't come up in my mind, to be honest with you. Like I was chilling. So it's like, I kind of was the one where once it started to be something that I was like, wait a minute, I'm not feeling my best. That's when I started to consider it. But I do think nowadays just with everything going on in the world and now therapy is like so much more normalized than it's ever been. If you have questions or if you're curious, like ask anyone, ask us, like we would love to that conversation and hopefully be an outlet for some to kind of figure out like, what are the next steps that you could potentially take? So yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I think it was good to just talk a little bit about things like this and just scratching the surface. This is one of many conversations for sure. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you all enjoyed the episode and we'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.